0: Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Today we have the two main, main <laughs> the two main men back in the show. We've our Merseyside correspondent from the south side, Paul Neal, and we have I've been told to call Mister Dublin, Ross Caldwell, lads. How are you still? <laughs>
1: yeah, we're doing great, Barry. Doing great, uh, Paul. Great to see you. Great to have you back on the show. Um, it's a sad week for us, as uh, Man United and Everton fans. But um, look, credit where credit's due. We might as well kick it off from the start. Liverpool, uh, Premier League champions. Fair play to them. Uh, very much so, well deserved.
2: Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Great to be back. As you said, I mean, you know, you can't be too positive about it, but you have to. You have to give, as you say, credit where credit's due, and they've been the best team yeah. by a long stretch this season. And you know, if we were looking back last year, you know, we we were thinking, how are anyone going to catch Man City? And to be fair, they they blew everyone out of the out of the water this season. Last one game was it Watford. So yeah, they've been they've been brilliant, so you can't really fault them. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's not an ongoing thing. Hopefully, it's just a Leicester scenario.
0: Yeah, hmm. Paul obviously, as I said earlier, you are our Merseyside correspondent. Who did Liverpool hate more? Do they hate Man U or Everton more?
2: Man United. You know, they they look at Everton the way United fans used to look at City. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, because I wasn't too sure. I was talking with some lads the other day, and I was like, who do they actually hate more? But like there was obviously viral videos pulling up outside Old Trafford, and there was no one outside at uh, Park.
2: Well, but, they did. They they went to the Liver building, which is now owned by Everton's owner Far- Farhad Moshiri, and they were setting off flares and fireworks trying to and set the thing on fire. Did they?
1: Yeah? Okay, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know. Oh, uh, I knew they set that building on fire. I just didn't know it was owned by Everton Football Club. Yes, yeah, so well, uh, no,
2: it's it. not owned by Everton's. It's owned by uh, Farhad Moshiri. Who's obviously, I think he's. Fifty percent uh, shareholders, so he's pretty yeah. much the majority owner now. I think of Everton, so he's the fellow putting in all the money. He bought that building, that's why it's blue. And then it, it's funny because the the crest that they have on their jersey is on the on the building, so it's just yeah. a, it's a bit bizarre that you, they would do that. But anyway,
0: yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, like obviously, lads, Liverpool won it and they fully deserved, it. and it was only a matter of time. Uh, I think everyone was expecting it, Liverpool to play Man City this week and then get the win and then. Like lift the trophy at Man City—that's I think everyone was expecting. But uh, Chelsea, it for everyone, for Chelsea. But if we're looking at the Liverpool team now, obviously during coronavirus, there's the, the, who knows how many how much funds they're going to have. The boy players going into the future. But if you look at like their squad now, what Klopp's done, I think, has been absolutely brilliant. But if you were going to try and improve Liverpool, what would you do first, Paul? Well, I'll ask you first, and then Ross will get to you.
2: Well, I look at them and I think of Fergie's last year at United there when they won the league with Van Persie. Um, and I don't think that if any other manager was there, they would have won the league with that squad. And I feel like that with Liverpool too. Obviously, they have really, really good players in certain positions. I think Alexander Arnold's going to be a superstar. Um, but then you got Mane, Firmino and, and um, Salah. And you take one of them out of the team and they're not, as you've seen against Everton, they're not the same team. And... I look around the rest like I think I like, don't think that midfielders is as great as people are making them out to be like Jordan Henderson I have to give credit with Chris they've won the European Cup and now the league yeah. and he's been a, a, a you know consistent part of that but then I'm looking around, like you know, Wijnaldum and stuff like that. I just I don't think they're as good as people kind of make them out to be. And again, I think it's down to the manager and how he gets them playing. I think and kind of like that Ferguson effect on that Man United team because that Man United team was quite an agent team when they when they last won the league. And um, I think Ferguson knew that when he was going out. But I just think that I don't think any other manager would have won the league with that squad. And I think it's the same with with Liverpool this year. If you're trying to improve them, I don't know. I'd probably bolster the midfield a bit more. But is that kind of the way Klopp goes? Because remember when at Dortmund, like he didn't have absolute superstars. Like he did build the team, and he made those players um, who they are. Like, and a lot of them when they moved away, they didn't do that well. Like I remember Sahin going to Real Madrid. He never really lived up to the hype after he left Dortmund. He was really that Dortmund under Klopp. But then um, Gundogan, I mean, he's been okay, but he hasn't really, you know lit the league up since he's signed for Man City has he so I think Klopp is really good with his players a brilliant coach so even if they did bring in someone I think it'll have to be in Klopp's mould like we could say oh you should get in Tony Kroos or someone younger um, who's a world class midfielder but the th- I think the thing about Klopp is he can turn a lot of the players this might sound a bit contradictive here but he can turn players into kind of world class players yeah. Um, not necessarily f- like starting off as world class players do you know what I mean he, he, he tends to make players rather than buy ready made players does that make sense yeah
0: uh, like you, you were touching on it there he sort of he, there is something about him that's something like Ferguson-esque he can make like, no, like p- players that would seem normal players uh, play world class Ross where, do you see similarities between Ferguson and Klopp because if you take Klopp out of that team what other manager in that league will win with Liverpool I don't think
1: really any other manager could do what Jurgen Klopp has done. Um, if you just take, you know, Andy Robertson signed from Hull, and, you know, possibly the best left back in the world. Um a bit like, you now when Manny United signed Patrice Ever from, I think, was a uh, Marseille at the time? Monaco. Monaco, Monaco sorry. Like, people weren't clamming around to get Patrice Ever, and then when Patrice Ever was that Manny United. he was one of the best left backs in the world for his entire time at the club. Then, you know, Van Dijk, getting him in from Southampton, uh, like, you no, know, I don't think it's ever happened really in the Premier League where someone's taken a, a defender from a mid to lower, um, mid-table Premier League club and took him in the tournament to the best defender in the world, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, two incredible jobs there, he's, like, promoted a lot of the youth players as well, he has a lot of them believing themselves, like. Obviously, you know, Trent being the prime example, but there's a lot of players there, uh, like uh, Jones, who I think played in the um last game, that look like, you know, they're the real McCoy as well, coming up. Um, he, he seems to be the best manager in the league, by a good bit at this stage. Uh, obviously, Guardiola's sort of, I think, he's almost done his stint at City. He's already said he's not, like, guaranteeing he's staying after his yep. one year left in his contract, he he might be out the door. And the only thing with Klopp is he's actually won everything with Liverpool now. So like
0: what's left for him to achieve there? Yeah, it's it's blatantly obvious the Klopp effect. There's something that every team I think is a bit jealous of what they see it because like when you look at Klopp the way he almost is the dad yeah. to the team. Even the celebrations him there doing the giving the crouchy robot, you know, and Paul Neal especially. But uh what <laughs> What when? When do you think Klopp is going to have enough, or when do you think they're going to like move on and try and build something different? Because as you said, some of the players are pushing on now. There, there's a few of them pushing thirty. Um, there is a few of the players pushing thirty, like Mane, Firmino, Salah. They're all close to thirty. Van Dijk is as well. These are very ent- integral players, and uh, obviously, as you get older, you can't be doing the, the closing down as much up front. Like, do you think Klopp is? Is like right. I'll stay here. Do you think he first of all thinks he wants to stay there forever, Paul?
2: I don't think he wants to stay there forever. What I could see him doing is, I think he might stay there to win another league or another two leagues to try and stay above Man United and that status. If that makes sense, I think that's Ross says he's, he's won everything. But if he was to leave a legacy to be get back in front of United, and that's in that sense, as Fergie said, knocking them off their perch, um, I think Klopp might stick around to try and do that. I mean, he has, like, if you kind of look at his his players that he's brought in, like, you look at Fabinho. He's been another great boy. He kind of goes a bit under the radar. Like, he he's such a dirty player, but he gets away with it. And he he's, like, brilliant. And that's, like, clever. Like, when I say dirty, he's clever. Like, he's like, um, yeah. he's like an updated version of Fernandinho in many ways. Mm. And, and he's been brilliant this season for them. And then you kind of... Like, I I think of Van Dijk, but I also think of, you know, when hum, when Hummels played with Dortmund, he wasn't a superstar. He was let go by Bayern and Klopp brought him in, and then he became one of the best defenders in the world um, with Dortmund. So Klopp seems to know the type of right type of player he can get. And even Oxley chamberlain has gone up a level under him, who I thought was bang average, to be honest with you. Uh, Shaqiri hasn't, isn't for them. So would be interested to see if those players can tr- transition now, because they're a little bit younger, into to better players. As you said, uh, Henderson's 29 now. How, I think he's 30. How, is he? Okay. Well, how much longer can he yeah. kind of be pressing and doing that kind of job? When I heard there was talk to him leaving. Then I'm trying to think around the midfield. Obviously, Milner kind of is a utility player and a great player for for them. So he can play left back or centre mid or whatever. So they're going to have to recruit in those type of positions. They lost out on Timo Werner the whole season. It was, oh, he's going to sign for him. He's going to sign yeah. for him. So they must have had money there because he would have, I think his clause was 52 mil. Mil, sorry. Um, so, are they going to go and look to spend that on someone else? Are they going to sell anyone? You know, as you mentioned there, they're getting old. So, are they going to cash in on someone? Financial fair play would be another thing as well. But, if I was Liverpool fans, they've got a lot of younger players coming through there. You know, Alexander-Arnold. Then they have Elliot. I think he's only 16. They also have Wilson coming back from Bournemouth, the Welsh guy with a really nice left foot. Yeah. He, could, he could come into the team next season if he sticks around. We or in Brewster as well. Yeah, and he's at what Swansea now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then they have um, what's that? The lad has scored against Everton in the Cup, has scored the winner. Over um, Woodburn? No. no, no. I think he's uh, a centre
0: mid, isn't he? Is it Jones?
2: I think that's his name. Yeah. Um. So they. Oh, so they Curtis have, Jones. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So they have players that can probably come through as well. And if I was a, a Liverpool fan, I'd, I'd kind of be excited at the fact that I have a manager there who wants to bring through. Players that know the club and have kind of been there from from the beginning, like the class of 92 years, will know yourselves mm. that you, it, it means more to you when you have a player who came through the ranks he's playing for you and he becomes your best player. That's what you want, that's the pro want. And you know, Liverpool fans have it now in Trent at the moment, but if they could build five well, I won't say five, maybe three, four players, and then add to that with other players kind of coming in from abroad and having the players there showing the values of the club and what it means to play for the club that can only bode well for them as much as we don't want to uh, see that happen but I I wouldn't be too worried about the the fact that they're kind of pushing 30 Mm. but they would need they do need to get maybe a a wide kind of forward in that if Mane or Salah um, aren't playing that can do like Minamino they brought in haven't seen much of him Mm. but apparently he plays the Firmino role not Yeah, yeah. so I haven't watched him uh, fully yet so who knows what he could bring? Then you know next season might be his year.
1: Yeah. Well, well in the, you see in the in the, in the Everton game, Minamino he, he was doing that thing that Firmino does, where he comes a bit deeper back into the into the game. That's really played it to Everton's hands because like it was like you can have the ball, but we are back to go. No bother. But uh, there is still a bit of dead water around Liverpool as well. Like I think every Liverpool fan, someone like to get rid of Lovren. Uh, Nathaniel Klein is somehow still at uh, Liverpool Football Club. Um. Uh. I, I think uh, Lana like probably, I, I I actually got a new there, deal there recently enough, but he's not exactly going to break into that that team.
2: Did he get a new contract? Yeah,
1: I think I think maybe maybe just one year extension now. But
2: I'd say he will be uh, off though. Just uh, when the transfer market opens, I think you're right. I think he'll go. Yeah,
0: he is. He's, he is over the age of thirty as well. But like uh, Paul was just touching on there, Ross. When United won the treble in ninety nine, they didn't invest in any players. First and just mm. kept going. And then that didn't turn out great, to be honest. Uh, I think it is very important now for Liverpool to get someone and someone that's really going to push these players to move on to another level. Now, But don't get me wrong. Liverpool, what they have set up right now, is perfect. You know, I mean, obviously, you can improve in certain areas, but everyone's performing. Whoever's not performing is not playing. So that suits them down to the ground. But um, I think it is very valuable that Klopp stays. I think yeah. like, if Klopp was to go to Real Madrid... I'm sure certain players would be like, you know, what it is sunnier over in Spain than it is in, in Liverpool. But, uh, what, what
1: what what do you think of the rumored return of Coutinho? Now, I, I heard within from within the club he left on like really like bad terms and stuff like that. But he'd be brilliant because he could almost play anywhere across that front three, or he could play in one of
2: the midfield roles. Well, uh, well, Barry, you you can ask I'll I'll give my two cents after.
0: If I was him, I wouldn't want to go back. Like I know you'd want to go back, but like you, you left to win trophies, and you come back, and they've won the league and the Champions League without you. It just it's not going to be the same. And also, the bigger other players have taken his role, and I don't think it'd be. I think it'd be if he wants to go back, that'd be great, great for him. But I just can't see it happen.
2: Oh, huh? I I just think that with him, he. He left, and that's when Liverpool went on that unbelievable run. They got Van Dijk in, and they just went on an unbelievable run when he left. And he, when you look, you look at him. He went obviously to Barcelona to try and win things, which is natural. Like any player would do that. Like Suarez did it before him. Um, and Liverpool done well to get the money they got. Like I'd say they probably got about 150 million or more off Barcelona for the two of them. And what they've done since then, losing like their two best players, so to speak. And what clubs done then to kind of unite the team? Like I think Mane and Salah, Firmino have gone up level since he left. But maybe I don't think Coutinho maybe suited the way Klopp. I don't think he was more of a press player. And I think when I've seen I've seen him at at uh, Bayern, I don't think he's been great either. He's actually been linked with a move to Everton. Weirdly enough, I wouldn't even want him at Everton at the moment. What age is he now? I'd say he's about twenty nine.
0: Yeah, I'd say he's in around that. Yeah, Paul. It sort of seems like the number ten role is. Becoming less and less important. Like uh, Real Ferdinand just had James Rigas on a show and he was discussing this, and it's almost like you almost have to base your whole team around that number ten position. And if they have an off day, the rest of it doesn't work. Whereas Klopp, he's like the front three press, the second, one, which is in the midfield three press as well. It's they're almost all in unison, like uh, that's like foosball. They're on the the lines perfectly. Having it's the number is
2: an overload. Yes, yeah, like so,
0: yeah. So yeah. having having the number ten now is. Not like you. You need to be able to be either on one of the other sides as well. It's it's a strange position because it's almost like becoming less and less important, like the target man once was.
2: Uh, I think he's, he's, he's. I think it's because a lot of the players who play number ten would be a, kind of a victim to going missing in games, and I think if they're a little bit older, I think a real victim of this is Meza Ozo. Like he can't get a game for us, so because he's too late. He's on he track back. He likes to be, excuse me, likes to be the person with the free roll. He likes to kind of roam around the in front of the kind of defense, but just behind the midfield, that little area, just kind of breaking the lines. But teams have copped cop on that now. They'll just play a sitter and they'll just be watching yeah. him. Um, and, and like even if he's really, really good, he'll have an idea of kind of where to hang around. Whereas... You know, I think with Coutinho, he could actually play off the left as well. I think a lot of times he did play for Liverpool mm. off the left, cutting in and curl the top corner more often than he did it. Like, but yeah, I think the number ten position is it's a it's a kind of arc in some ways. But I think for the for the top level teams, they all play that four three three system, and I think if you're kind of underneath that, you might get away with playing a number ten. I know. Other clubs do it, and I think I think Stephen Kenny will probably be trying to play with a number ten for Ireland. I think you can get away with it in some instances, but I think if you want to be the top team pressing from all angles, you need to have like the six, as you say, yeah, pressing. So like the front three, and then the midfield behind it. Maybe you'll have one sitter, but more often than not, they kind of all press together, and then they have a keeper who can play at his feet, who's able to come out and be like a sweeper as well.
0: Yeah, like the, like obviously you haven't. That's that's the beauty of having subs. So you can bring someone on and change the formations. But Ross, what do you what do you think of that? One? like the number ten role, it's it's such a specialist role, in a you of a day off, I mean, if you're not there at the races on the day, that the chain sort of breaks. Whereas that Liverpool have that perfect midfield of three guys, like they all go this way and then they will all go this way just in unison.
1: No, I, I I do think the, the number ten role. I almost think the number ten role became at its height with Ronaldinho and it was almost like a floater if you know what I mean Yeah, and like Ronaldinho like fast in that role he, he he was he was basically told right we'll do all the dog work you do your magic and Meza Ozil was given that role at one stage well but football this day is played at such a high tempo that like you can't carry anyone you yeah. can't have any passengers everyone has to put in their shift. you look at them, um, I think Man United are going to be a good example going forward you know what I mean like you know if you take their sort of start midfield moments, Madat, Bruno, and Pogba, you know what I mean. Like Pogba and Bruno are both going to have to do the defensive work as well as uh, the attacking work. You know what I mean. You know, Madat can't defend against three other midfielders by himself. Yep. So that whole luxury number
0: ten, I think, is out the window. It
2: Gilfie, is, isn't it? is a, another example as so. well.
0: Yeah, well, that's not the, these lads' faults as well. Like they were, like Meza also was signed knowing that he's not going to come back and track back and stuff like that. But uh, it's now you need almost like the, like it, what you do is you look at whose methods is working the best and it's Liverpool's and that's what people are going to try and do now right they're going to get they're going to get three men there and be an absolute
2: dogs and uh, well
1: Barcelona were doing it first and then Liverpool like mastered it I would say yeah
0: yeah I would agree well I'd say I
2: think I think Barcelona you know the, the peak Barcelona would beat the Liverpool team now so I don't think that they've mastered it in my opinion
0: yeah oh, yeah. well the, the thing is about the Liverpool team I think all them players are like brilliant together well, like, if you like, like mm. was to go to Barca or uh, if Salah was to go to Real Madrid, I don't know how well they'd work because yeah, they're so no, a well-oiled yeah. machine mm. there at Liverpool. It's just going to keep churning and churning and churning. And, like, also people like Trent is going to be there forever, I'd say, or Andy Robertson's going to stay there forever. So you already have those two wingers coming in and crossing stuff in. Like, they, like they are going to be very good for a while. It's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Klopp is going to get mm. that, that contract offer from Barcelona or Real Madrid, which is going to happen because... Like once Messi goes, Klopp could come in and change. It. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But like, let's call it spade a spade now, lads. Who's winning the league next year? Chelsea. Everything. <laughs> top,
1: uh, top four. Everything. Nah, uh, to no, I think Liverpool probably win not again next year. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the point oh, of that's the point of this part of the show because obviously we can go on and on and on about Liverpool, but the thing is. Haven't seen they haven't obviously like we're all like basically 30 now, like haven't seen the rise of football United taking over, and then the Chelsea's coming in, the Arsenal's doing well, and the the Liverpool's now. The question is, what people want to know is why, like how are they gonna evolve now and not just sit in their morals the way United did back then? So you look at the past and you learn from it. Mm-hmm. So I think this year are gonna be going good for another while. Obviously, the COVID situation, a lot of players are gonna stay, which makes sense, but uh I think they do definitely need to invest and keep them players hungry because a problem with a lot of players is, like like Dwight York, for instance, he wanted to get like a a year off football after they won the treble and Ferguson was like, what are you talking about, you clown? (laughs) I I don't see any of that shit happening because I think those lads go into work with a smile on their face and leave with a smile on their face unlike certain clubs. But uh, I think everyone now can really appreciate what football Liverpool are playing. Whether you're a red red from United or a blue from everything, it's uh, it's great to see and uh, it's going to really make everything... It's not great to see. No, it's but great. Fair, like, it's but
2: a great fair football. Like, I mean, I can appreciate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just—it's not, it's not, it's not the team I don't like; it's the way the fans go on. I don't like. I have no problem with the actual, um, <laughs> you know, Liverpool. The way they, they set up, they're brilliant to watch. Yeah. Well, I, I just can't. There's a sense of delusion in a lot of Liverpool fans that I know, and I just can't. Like someone was trying to tell me the other day that Virgil van Dijk overall, uh, careers a better defender than Sergio Ramos. Like this sense of delusion is just—it's just—I can't get my head around. it well, that,
1: fella, that fella who won what three Champions Leagues in a row?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that is it, what they're doing right now is perfect.
2: And yeah, on the on the pitch and and, yeah. and the way they're handling themselves. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I've I, I've I've nothing but good things to say about that. But as I'm saying, it's just like I just see some people who I've never even seen wearing a Liverpool jersey text
1: me about winning the league like, one thing I do find quite funny Paul right is like we like we all know some Liverpool fans and like obviously Man United and Liverpool have always and probably always will be compared against each other right and I got this whole thing like oh we've won 19 titles now and we're one title off you guys and I'm sitting there going mate you're actually the same age as me this is the first time you've ever seen Liverpool lift the league I've seen Man United lift the league 13 times and then they go yeah, well, we've won six Champions League. It's like, you've seen Liverpool lift the Champions League twice. I've seen Man United lift the Champions League twice. I go, in your lifetime and in my lifetime, Manchester United are above and beyond the far more successful club than Liverpool. But, like, I, you don't hear me going on about Man United all the time because, like, oh, like I'm just not that type of person who's, like, going to absolutely rub it in your face. But, like, I feel like Liverpool fans, like, want to, like, Shout in your face Every time Like your team loses Like I don't actually Look for the Liverpool result To make sure they lost I just look for The Man United result To make sure they won
2: uh, I'm, I'm just saying you no know, he's talking about Trophies lifts and everything It makes me yeah. feel sad
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah but do you remember That time uh, uh, Everton won the Milk Cup It was great game
2: uh, I lost that last bit What did you say?
1: The time they won The Milk Cup
2: so, Is that the Youngfellas Cup Yeah 19? Yeah
1: where was that oh, I think it was like 2008 man it was a great year well
2: 1995 <laughs> was the last time we won the cup the FA Cup against United Paul Royd out. So Paul, there there yeah.
0: that's why we had Paul on to just really rub it in our faces but, uh, <laughs> but like yeah like I mean they, let's see what happens I think Liverpool are going to win the league next year as well but, but uh, yeah, just, just
2: before you move off of it, Barry like yeah. it is very hard for teams to you know Keep the, winning the league year in year out. You know how many times has it happened yeah. since probably United used to do it a lot, but not many teams. I think City did it twice, did they? And yeah, then Paul, Paul, I
0: agree. I agree with you. Sorry for going over. You. I agree with you. But at the beginning of the season, when Liverpool were so close, I was like, they can't keep going like this because they're going to get injuries, and they never got the injuries. So then I'm then there's like pie in my face. So like. It's just the way they're oiled right now. And then also Man City, will they or won't they would be in the Champions League? Then someone like certain players are going to be like, you know I want to be in the Champions League. It, there's just right now, if it was the guess I'd go for Liverpool. I'd, 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 better, I'd better.
1: One thing that we'll find is very interesting is how Liverpool do in the rest of their games now. Now they have nothing left to play for. They've already won the league. And if certain teams can beat them in those remaining games, when they go into the next season, we will be like, well, we beat them last year. i well, like, what, what that's a big
0: what do you do then if you're Liverpool for the rest of the season? Because obviously, certain players have to get a certain amount of games in to get one of them medals. You know, what I mean, like, do you see the picture of Shakir? You sitting in the back, not really celebrating? He's like, oh, I don't even really get a medal here. But, um, like, what happens if you play to people like Salah and then he gets injured and he's out for a year or Van Dijk? If, if you're Liverpool, you're probably like, you know what, you lads are off for the rest of the year. Like, you know, well, I think what would you, you do if you're Liverpool for the end of the season?
2: I think he'll mix. He'll mix it. He'll play them all like on a um, league cup games. I'd probably say he'll mix the squad a little bit. He'll play, play people like Adrian and um, the kind of experience has, but obviously not that good. I think that Liverpool are going to play the likes of Adrian and Goal, um, I think Lovren and a few other players like that, and mixed in with the youngsters. So they're still experienced players. Not the best players, but they're still experienced players. But as well as that, I think they will be keeping an eye on the fact that they can get break that um, points record. And I think that's something that Klopp might be looking at. Again, I go back to a legacy and him wanting to leave something behind. Like He obviously wants to be the best manager he can, and by doing that, you know, breaking records and everything like that is, is what he'll want to do. So I, I think they have the capabilities, even if they have a kind of reduced squad, to, maybe not against Man City, but against the other teams. I think they, like they've can beaten everything in the FA Cup with their kids, so they're well capable of, of beating other teams in and around them. It'd be inter- do you have the their fixtures for the running by any chance? Because I don't know who they, I know they just play City, but that's the only person I can think of, or only team. Sorry, that,
1: like, I think they have play Chelsea as well. Um, and yeah, that will be a tough one, I think. One thing I will say on Liverpool is, uh, and we, me and Barry sort of both said that we think that they'll win the league next year. Now, I'm more so saying they'll be fav- definitely heavy favourites to win the league next year than anything. But uh, Bar City win the league back to back last year. It was United's 08 team that were the last team to win the back- league back to back before that. It's not very frequently done. And since, you know, for the last 10 years, of the Premier League. City won the league four times. You know, won the league twice. Chelsea won the league twice. Leicester's won the league, and Liverpool's won the league. So, you know what I mean, like that trophy's like a hot potato at the moment, being passed around, and you know, it's not easy to win it back to back.
0: Yeah, I've Liverpool's fixtures here. They're playing City away, Villa home, Brighton away, Burnley home, Arsenal away, Chelsea home, Newcastle away.
2: They could actually play a part in the relegation battle, so because like if they are playing the the kids against Villa and Brighton, that could work well. Because like they're be, I think it could be a good test for the younger players because they're playing against players who are playing for the future, playing for you know playing for the Premier League. Um, so that would be an interesting one, What type of team he sets out in that because he can still play the likes of Salah, Firmino, and Mane with like a young midfield or you know with the likes of Lovren in there. Now he is prone to mistake and so is Adrian. So, I mean, Klopp will know his team better than anyone, won't he? So, yeah. I, think, I think he'll know what's best. And, but I'd like to see him maybe against the likes of Villa and Brighton maybe not take it as serious and maybe give them a chance. Because I feel sorry for the likes of Villa. I like them as a club and would like to see them try and stay up.
0: Yeah. Ross, just before we wrap things up with Liverpool, what do you sort of expect they're going to do for the end of the season? Do you agree with Paul? Yeah, I think it'll be a mixed bag uh, of teams. I think
1: they'll probably play their stronger players uh, against the good teams, and then they'll probably do a bit of a mixed bag against the weaker teams. And like you said earlier, Baz, uh, people like Adam Lallana, Shaqiri, Minimo, you know, they'll be looking to hit those uh, minimum amount of games to get to Premier League medal.
0: Yeah. Well, then, let us know in the comments who you what you think they are going to do for the rest of the season. And uh, is Klopp the greatest manager in the world? <laughs> Do you think he is right now, lads? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree as well. Uh, well, here, lads, that's obviously wrapped up. Liverpool, Liverpool won the league, but uh, lads, top six is still heating up. Like, um, if we're looking at the top, the race now, Leicester are currently in third with 55 points, Chelsea are in fourth with 54 points, Wolves are in fifth with 52 points, but they played a game extra. United are coming sixth with 49 points, and you could actually look at seventh now, Tottenham on 45 points.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I'd almost, I don't know if it's bad say or not, I'd almost rule Tottenham over at this stage. Uh, I just think that, you know I mean, they're, what, nine points off Chelsea? They'd have to win three games and Chelsea'd have to lose three games. That's a lot of a turnaround to go in their favour. All right, Paul, sorry, Paul, Paul,
2: would you agree with that? About Spurs? Yeah. Not being, yeah, I, I think, I think that ship has sailed a bit. Um, they just don't look convincing in any way. Like anytime you watch them, they just, they, they don't look like the Spurs under Pochettino that were, in, aggressive in your face and would scare you. When Spurs are playing now, you expect them to draw or get beaten. You don't really expect them to win as much as obviously you used to.
0: All right, then we, we'll, okay, so we'll say the top six right now. Obviously, Liverpool in the league, City are obviously going to come second. So third, Leicester, fourth, Chelsea, fifth, Wolves, sixth, United. Uh, as we know, 5th could potentially to get the Champions League spot if Man City are not allowed, are not allowed in it next year. But what are, you, what are you lads expecting now with the run-in? Because if you look at it now, Leicester haven't hit the ground running. Chelsea definitely have. Wolves are very impressive. And then United are doing all right. I think that's the best way to call it. Uh, yeah,
1: well, I think looking at Leicester, they do, they do look very shaky. I mean... Leicester will always struggle if Jamie Vardy doesn't have the shooting boots on and he, he left them back uh, pre-quarantine uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't been uh, on fire since Why do you um, think that is Ross?
0: Because Leicester were flying going into this when we were doing the show two weeks ago you thought Leicester were going to continue CB flying
1: Well like I must say I think I know we all did I just think they're starting 11 almost a bit like Liverpool starting 11 is a very good starting 11 um, I thought Madison's been very poor since uh, they've come back and they just not seem to be getting together uh, Ben Chilwell probably has his head turned by Chelsea and he looks like he's going to be there next year Um, and again like Jamie Vardy's biggest reliance is on pace and at some stage like that's going to go and then you know without him in front that Leicester are going to very much struggle for scoring goals and they have struggled for scoring goals without him um, putting them in the back of the net since they've come back
0: and Paul, I think they're, they're in danger of slipping out of the top four altogether Paul they, they since they've come back they've drawn with Wofford drawn with Brighton and then uh, they lost to Chelsea there over the weekend but that was in the FA Cup but uh, what you make of Leicester now Paul they're still coming third but uh, i would be looking over my shoulder with seven we have we we played
2: them on Wednesday I think we'll beat them um, but we, I, I don't necessarily agree with you because uh, he scored the goal there against Watford. Like it was cracker. Uh, the week before last, yeah. when they played Watford, uh, they should have won that game. Uh, unbelievable goal in the last minute by by Dawson for Watford. But I think with Leicester uh, Madison is he injured or suspended? He was out yesterday. He was yeah, he didn't s-
0: he didn't play over the weekend.
2: So he's obviously a huge loss for him. I think he, I think he gets he's kind of helps them tick, but. It's it's funny because we were speaking about number tens and he is a number ten really, isn't he? So yeah. he seems to fit that kind of mould. It with Leicester. Mm. like if if he can kind of, and that's maybe under Rogers, he has that kind of system implemented. That's how he did it. I think that's how we did it with them with Liverpool before when they nearly won the league. But with Leicester, I just I look at them and I, I just when as is Ross said, when Fardy's not scoring, where did the goals come from? Otherwise, I mean. Madison, okay. He's fond of a screamer every now and again and fond of a free kick. But other than going to him, I look around the rest of the team and there's, there's no one that scores enough goals. Tielemans doesn't really get on scores that much. And, and, you know, who else have they really got? They've got your man, Gray. Every time I see him, he's never really done anything for me. So, again, like, like Liverpool, I think in, in some ways they're a really good team. But individually, they're, they're not amazing. They're a well built team. And unless they start scoring goals, they're, they're going to just start dropping points and going further down the table. I think, I was just looking there, that Wolves are like two points behind them now, I think. Um, no, uh, three right. points behind them.
0: Yeah, but less every game in hand.
2: Yeah, but as I was saying there, I think Everton will beat them. So, I think Everton played them at half-five on um, on Wednesday. I think Everton will beat them. And just because Everton, under Angelotti, have been so compact and so... He, he's he been able to work with the team and, and set up these kind of master tactitional performances like we we were horrendous against Norwich but I think with that break now we'll get the result over, over Leicester and I think Rogers coming up against Lottie. I, th- I, th- I myself maybe I'm being biased but I, th- I could see Everton beating Leicester and we owe them as well for the cup as well because they bet us in the cup uh, with that late Ilya Nacho goal if you remember that that was fun
0: yeah, lads. Everything's next few games, right? This obviously they're at the FA Cup now, but uh, uh, sorry, Leicester. Leicester are away to Everton, a home to Palace, away to Arsenal, away to Bournemouth, a home to Sheffield United, away to the Spurs, and last day of the season, a home to Man United. Like, I mean, they're paper. not really easy games. They're like, yeah, I mean, It's fifty fifty on all of them.
1: Well, it could come down to that very last game of the season, you know, Leicester versus
0: United, and you know that could almost be viewed as a cup final for European football the following year. Well, that's what makes this really exciting, lads, because in the last day of the season, man, mm. you play Leicester and then Wolves play Chelsea. So I mean, mm. like, it, the, the last it literally could go down to the last day. But, I hope yeah, so because it
2: gives us something to look forward to in the league. Because obviously mm. the league's wrapped up, um, and other than relegation, there's nothing. Else to look forward, and no one looks forward to relegation battles anyway, do they? Especially yeah. not if you're down there.
1: But I suppose we should look look at Chelsea maybe then next, and have a look at what they're doing because Frank Lampard's team—they're the best team that've come off this quarantine, uh, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? They've they've come off so hot; they've got the results needed, and Pulisic looks unbelievable since he's been back and they're going to look even better next year when you put uh when you shoe uh Ziyech and Timo Werner into that uh team. And Paul you said you think they might win the league next year.
2: Yeah, well I think if they if they get another uh defender to partner Rüdiger, I think he's class. I I don't think Zuma for Chelsea is the right fit. Um I don't think the fans really like him that much. He obviously, without going on to Everton too much, he was on loan with us last season, and everyone at Everton was hoping that he was going to sign and come. And he was really good under Marco Silva second half of last season. But for some reason, with Chelsea, they don't really seem to like him for whatever reason. I think he's good, but I think they they need a next level defender. Whether they get one or not is mm. is or do they have anyone coming back from the loan? I don't think they do, um, because they always send so many players on loan. But I I do think they'll be there or thereabouts next season. I think Lampard will have. Those two boys coming in, Werner and Ziyech, and they'll be able to... There's talk as well, I think, was it Nathan Ake I heard might be coming back to them, or Man City. it be interesting to see who he goes to as well. So, I think they'll be there or thereabouts, but they need to start scoring goals. Is, is Murata gone officially now to yeah, si-
1: 60 mil. So, like, that's, you know, well, they, Werner, they they him, they him, out him out and Werner in. You know what I mean? Werner and 10 million The profit is not bad for uh, Alvaro Morata.
2: Yeah. So, and then who else have they got? They've got uh, Tammy Abraham, who's come on leaps and bounds this season as well under Lampard. And then is is he, is he a right winger or a left winger? Or is he? Uh,
1: he he can actually do number ten or he playing the right wing.
2: Okay. Well, then they have him, and they're getting rid of Pedro, but William, William. might be staying. Uh, Pedro's going to Roma, so yeah. uh, William I think might be staying. But that that's they need someone there. They've obviously identified that and then they have Pulisic on the left so the fair like i think pulisic would be amazing next year as well i think a year where he kind of struggled he wasn't getting into the team for mm. the first half of the season now i think it's his time to shine how old is he, he must be about 22. 20
1: 20 21 maybe
2: okay so he's going to be a brilliant player for the next few years mm. and he might he might turn out to be someone like hazard for them you know but mm. uh yeah so i just i think chelsea will be exciting next season i really do yeah.
1: And I think we're all saying they're locked for the top four now, aren't we?
0: Yeah, if you look at their fixtures now, like, you know, I mean, they're coming off their is it the three wins they've had, well, they've, they're after winning the mm-hmm. last two. Uh, obviously, one was in the FA Cup, but uh, they're playing West Ham away, Watford at home, Palace away, Sheffield United away, Norwich at home, Liverpool away, uh, then they play playing Man United in the FA Cup, and then last day of the season, they're home to Wolves. I, I think Chelsea are just going to keep going from strength to strength here. But we forget yeah. that
2: we forget the players that they have. Like, they still have mm. Jorginho in midfield, Kante as well. Like, they've, they've asked They've really top level players who've won things and, you know, they have the experience there. If you're adding to that, like yeah. Lamp, Lampard hasn't really been able mm. to get a stamp on his own team because he hasn't been able to buy like, the two players he's buying mm. coming ne- for next season. So, the job he's done with the younger players and what he's had has been, I'm not going to say phenomenal because he's still had really world-class players mm. there. He's a World Cup winners in the squad. But he's done a very, very good job considering mm. people weren't even expecting them to finish in the top six this season.
0: Yeah, no, especially when they started off with like a 4-0 loss to Man U. Um, especially with um,
1: Ross Barkley and Ruben Loftus cheek have definitely done better since he's been there. Because they must have gone, fucking hell, Frank Lampard on the training ground every day. Brilliant. Yeah.
0: Well, we all agree then Chelsea are definitely going to be in the top four. I think yeah, I, I think be yeah, I yeah, think they'd be third, yeah. Same here. Then here, look, we'll move, We'll get into Wolves then, lads. Some of the football they play is, is absolutely brilliant, and uh, they are a very well-oiled machine. Uh, since they've come back, they've beaten West Ham, they've beaten Bournemouth, they've beaten, Bournemouth, they've beaten Wolves, so they're all expected victories. But uh, the last six games are a home to Arsenal, a way to Sheffield United, a home to Everton, a way to Burnley, a home to Palace, and a way to Chelsea.
1: That sounds like a bit of a harder run in. But the football they play is actually so, so beautiful. Uh, they, they have absolutely fantastic style. Raul Jimenez up top, like, might be the most underrated striker in the league. Uh, you never really get to put in that conversation with your Agueros or, um, you know, Harry Haynes and that. But, like, I I rate him just as highly as uh, those guys these days. And then, you know, um, Neto, Jada, and Traore, they all just complement each other so well. Uh, it's almost similar to a Liverpool sort of style up front, except Jimenez is more of a focal point than um, Firmino to play, in the other two guys. I think they're absolutely brilliant. Um, I think you know you know they're going to struggle to keep the pace with them. Yeah, they're also
0: they also score great goals as well. Mm. I, oh, think, I I'd have to agree.
2: I think as well is that the the fact that they have the secret weapon of Triori coming off the bench, and I think I touched on it in um, the last podcast we did last week, was that when, when teams are tired and next minute they see this fella coming off the bench and they're like oh no, he's just a, a fantastic specimen of a man, like he's just he, he's got muscles everywhere, he's just, he just comes out like that and you're just looking at him going, oh no I have to mark this fella, he just looks like an Olympian athlete almost yeah. he's just, and, and the fact that he used to play for them as well, he would obviously been like more kind of destined to beat them then. I think he, he played a part in the goal. Um, I think he just came on. And he, I think he made the run. And then, who scored the goal in the end? I can't remember his
0: name. Uh, Neto. Yeah, Neto with a cracker.
2: Yeah, he, well, it came from the left side around, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm just trying to think. I, I can't think of the goal off the top of my head, but it was a re- well-worked goal. But again, this comes into Villa, um, who I thought, Worked hard, but just nothing up front. I know we'll touch on them later on, but to go for Wolves to go there, that's obviously a derby game because it's in Birmingham, Wolves, and all that type of stuff. So for them to go there and win was massive for them, and to, I think psychologically. And now if they could just keep winning momentum, confidence, would all just be getting be- bigger and better. And I would love for uh, to see an Irish player in the Champions League, like Matt D'Arty, for example. I think that'd be brilliant. Probably wouldn't even be playing for Ireland.
0: Aaron Cromley for Liverpool. Um, lads, lads. When I'm looking at the, when I'm at these fixtures now, Wolves, I think are just going to keep going, going and going. The, this is their sole focus. I know they're still in the Europa League as well, but uh, that's nothing to worry about. They could the
2: win that season. too, though, Barry.
0: Yeah, know, yeah, I know. Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against them. They're, they're flying. Like, but, and then if you're looking at United right now, you know they're still trying to sort things out. Like, I don't know what Reed say about that win over the weekend against Norwich because it was a new team coming out and everyone, as I said in like previous shows, that like everyone's first game back, like everyone gets one game off. So I can't really just overly slay players like your Lingard's and Maddow's, but it does come down to the way United play and United tend to rely on someone to come out with something special rather than what way they play. That's a bit of a problem. Whereas Wolves know how they play and then you take one player out and one player comes in, knows exactly his job, like Liverpool as well. But if you're looking at United's fixtures, it's away to Brighton, home to Bournemouth, Away to Villa, a home to Southampton, a way to Palace, a home to West Ham, uh, then it's a home against Chelsea in the FA Cup, and then it's a way to Leicester in the last day of the season. Like, if you look at paper, you know they should win these games, but nothing is ever made easy. And also, if you take Pogba out of the team, like Rashford hasn't really come back hitting the ground running, you don't know what you're going to get. Paul, I'll I get your, your point of view first, because you're obviously not biased, like the main man, Roscoe.
2: Well, I think... You mentioned all those games and other than the, the Chelsea FA Cup game and the Leicester game, they should be winning all those games. They There should be no excuse. There should be, if they're wanting to finish in the top four, there should be no excuse uh, for them to win those games. with the players that they have compared to the teams that they're playing, like how many of them are fighting for relegation? That will make it harder, I know. But they're in the relegation battle for a reason because they haven't been good enough. Yeah. So... It's it's up to my it's in Man United's hands, you know. The running for for Wolves, I didn't think was was that difficult either. So I hope it goes down to the last day of the season and there's something to play for. I'll Just make it a little bit exciting. But um, I think they they could definitely catch Leicester at this point. Um, I think they're shown, they're shown they're a better team than Leicester. Like Leicester have been, I suppose, overachieving all season, whereas United have probably been underachieving and they haven't looked great at all. Fernandes came in, and it's really, since he came in, it's kind of changed, and people have been excited watching Man United again. I think he got, I think he, he's highly responsible for the Bulls being back around United at the moment.
0: Yeah. Ross, looking at yep. them fixtures, you United and Bulls now, United you know, you know, you know play tomorrow against Brighton, so if they get a win, they're joined with Wolves, they actually go ahead of Wolves on goal difference. So I think it could come into goal difference, but looking now, who do you think gets into the top four or top five whatever way you want to look at it
1: Well you know will have a six better goal difference than the Wolves at the moment so like that's like a lot at this stage of the season six goals would be a lot to make up so I, I definitely favour you know in the race um, but that, the only thing is that Wolves team look quite fearless that Man United you know, team when you put them on the ropes get a bit shaky uh, still defensively like they look very sort of almost lackadaisical at times, especially when I was watching Arch there. Like, I don't know whether it was tiredness or not, but like, look, the game of football is 90 minutes long or you can say 95 minutes long if I include the injury time. You have to keep that concentration up for the entire time that you're out on that pitch. And I think sometimes United are susceptible to, you know, take their head out of the game for a few moments.
2: Is it, what, what, what does the... The drinks break not help him in that scenario, then,
1: Ross? Sometimes it does, I think, and sometimes it doesn't. I think sometimes it, it uh, you know, kills momentum of the game, and sometimes it's going forward, but then, you know, sometimes with the drinks break, we don't know what they're saying to each other. You know what I mean? Like, Luke Shaw might be like, can't wait to have dominoes after this game. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never know. Um, but when it comes down to it, in terms of class, like you were saying, Paul, the caliber of player Manchester United have. You know, Bruno, Pogba, Marshall, Rashford. You know, I mean, that should be enough to put any of those, you know, minnow teams in the Premier League away. And, you know, they should be able to beat Brighton and then just keep the momentum going
0: from there. Right, so who is gonna get into the top four? I know it's it's gonna to be touch and go with fifth spot because of Man City, but for like I still believe Man City won't be allowed in the Champions League next year because there's gonna be uproar whoever comes fifth. So First Liverpool, second Man City. Who gets third and fourth? Paul, we go with you first.
2: Did, did we not do this a couple of weeks ago?
0: I oh, know, but like since Chelsea update, cut, update. Yeah, we need an update. Yeah,
2: but it's just—I think it's just going to change every week. Um, I third and fourth, I'd say. Um, uh, best drop out of there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be brave and I'm gonna go Wolves and Chelsea. Wolves third. Wolves fourth. Chelsea third.
0: Okay, Ross. I'm gonna say Chelsea third. United fourth. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, let us know. Uh, let us know anyway, but lads, if we're gonna just look at the relegation zone before we get into this weekend's uh, this week's fixtures, uh, it is becoming a bit of a dogfight here from 16th down to 20th. Like Watford are come 16th with 28 points. Then West Ham, Bournemouth, and Aston Villa are all on 27 points, and then Norwich are still uh, like just at the bottom
2: with 21 points. And Is it just
1: me or did all the relegation teams lose? Yeah, it, I feel yeah. like they did. Like I feel like they're all in twenty-seven points last week. Yeah,
2: did like, Brighton win or draw?
1: Brighton. Oh no, bar Brighton, Bar Brighton,
0: Brighton drew with. Oh no, they beat Arsenal and then they drew as well against Leicester. I missed the panel. Do you uh, the original
1: picks Barry of who we said we get relegated? Yeah, we said Brighton yeah. was going to get relegated.
0: Yeah, we all said Norwich. We all said Aston Villa. Then Ross said Brighton. Paul said Bournemouth, and I said West Ham.
1: Well, it looks like I'm definitely going to be wrong. Anyway, yeah, it's a race um, between myself and Paul to get relegated here. In Paris, just just on that, like, Bournemouth, West Ham, Villa look brutal. I, I, I think Watford have enough in the bag there to keep them up. Yeah. Also, that someone like Troy Deeney, like leading the line for them, like you know he's going to fight for you, as opposed to you look at like Aston Villa. Put it this way, I don't even know who their striker is. Uh, Antonio's playing up front for uh West Ham and he's an absolute utility man and then Bournemouth just looks like they're just not at the races
2: at all yeah I think well Sir Hampton hammered Watford yesterday
1: hold on actually I want to touch on that right do you think Danny Ings could finish the Premier League as top goal scorer this year and Definitely. also if you were Leicester would you be like Danny Ings is the man to replace Jamie Vardy
2: that's a I'd never thought about that but it's a really good analogy and I'd agree with it. Yeah. What
1: do you think, Basmo?
0: Yeah, I think Danny Ings has come back from injury ever since he went to Liverpool, and uh, he's banging in the goals against anyone. Who knows? Liverpool might try and buy him back for like seventy million.
2: They might have a buyback <laughs> clause.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like i would get using it if, if if I had the chance.
2: He he, like, his, did you see his goal yesterday? the the, the first one where, you know. He kind of made, like, I know people were going, oh, ball made an assist. Like, he literally had a five-yard pass. Uh, Ings made the goal. And they the way he...
0: Crested into the corner.
2: The way he scored, it was brilliant. Like, it was right in the corner. Keeper didn't, like, Keeper must have thought was going wide because it looked yeah. like he wasn't even going for it. Um, it, was, it was a great goal. And then, to Hampton's to the credit, when when Waffle were coming back into it, they just scored and Sir Hampton went down the other end then and scored with the... Who was it that scored? Oh, no, I'm thinking of...
1: Ings scored the second one He like yeah, yeah, Foster, Foster threw the ball out And then like Ings like stole it off him And then scored And then Ward-Prowse scored A free kick Oh that third. was it
2: Yeah it was an own goal And then Prowse yeah. scored But that was a great free kick as well I was thinking of the of the Arsenal game Sheffield United Sorry that's why I got confused Sabaya scored
1: Yeah He, he actually He actually Broke Broke uh, Goldrick's heart
2: Yeah Poor fella It's great but, to see uh, Diddy on the score sheet All the time
0: Yeah, yeah really, That was first really of season is. in the league
2: yeah, he, uh, no, he's got he's got two in the FA Cup, and zero in the league. Okay, I think it was a weird stat on uh, up the jaw or something where he had four, I think four shots on target in the FA Cup, scored two from him, and he's had like forty five in the league and scored zero. So whatever way you want to look at that, you, you know
1: week. what's mad? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the league here, right? And Everton, Cardiff, because your team, are 12th If they lose their next game. They could drop down maybe as far as fourteenth, but they win their next game, they can get up into eighth. Isn't that absolutely insane?
2: Yeah, well I think that's the thing what happened since Carlo Ancelotti came in is that we were hovering around relegation. It was people actually really worried that we were gonna go down and we didn't change something. Marco Silva came in like a robot, no emotion. Uh he was neither happy nor sad when we won or lost. Uh with Ancelotti Came in and changed everything, and within a couple of weeks, we went from relegation contenders to maybe getting Europe, and then we kind of dropped off a little bit just before the coronavirus. He's kind of come, uh, he's kind of galvanised the squad again. You know, really worked well with what he's got. Um, hasn't had. I don't think he's got a lot to work with there. I think he's been working miracles so far, and just he's just so tactically astute and, and just so clever as a manager. You can see that he's a world class level manager compared to anything we've ever had, especially in my mm. lifetime following Everton. So I'm, I'm excited for next season more. So do, do you think good,
1: good do you think a win against Leicester, Everton could be looking at seventh?
2: Yeah, I mean it's possible, but I don't think Everton would be hanging their hat. Like when we had a chance to really go for Europe, we bottled it there before the coronavirus. So I, I think even against Norwich there the other night, I thought the Everton players looked tired, but mm. still you could see the likes of Calvert Lewin and stuff like that, which are so they're just missing that little that little bit of sharpness which they might have now because they have the break. They went from playing Liverpool then to Norwich fairly quick. I think Norwich had a bit more break time. You could see they were a bit more sharp, but Everton had just a bit more quality than Norwich. Um, at times, I actually thought we were going to lose the game against Norwich. But now, finishing that game, I, I do think that if we were to go to or going against Leicester now, I think with a with a, a break and a, recover, a fully recovered team, I think we could beat Leicester.
0: The worst thing about this, lads, is like... Uh, we're only back for like eight games and then it's obviously Champions League, Europa League and then it's a break again. I'm like, I'm like ready for a full season.
2: Yeah, it's got to be mental because it's the first time this has ever happened. Like you you're some, you, know what to expect. But mm-hmm. I think wh- with the break there, wh- when does the Champions League end?
0: The August, I think. Yeah, the Champions League final is the 23rd of August.
2: Okay, so where does that leave the Has there been a date set do you know when the league the Premier League is going to come back because oh, you assume september because because the international fixtures are in September, so it's not really going to be that much mm-hmm. of a break if you think about it because Ireland have to play Bulgaria and Finland don't they in September so, and that's quite early in September as well, so there will be football, so I don't think there's going to be maybe more than a week or two weeks break maybe.
1: Yes. no maybe not but I'm sure I'm sure we'll get more info as we draw closer to that so like yeah no I'm just I'm thing.
2: just saying I'm just glad that there's no break, there's no huge yeah. break like we had three four months nearly yeah three
0: That's, uh, right just before wrapping the relegation zone what two players would you like to see if Watford get relegated stay in the Premier League Paul you go first
2: from Watford yeah Decoré in midfield um and Dale La okay,
0: Okay, Ross?
1: Nice. Uh, do I have to pick someone uh, different? No. Oh, well, I'd definitely say uh, Decore uh, anyway, because I I think, like, he's a model for a coddle to move to Arsenal oh. and uh, bolster up that midfield. And then I like man, Ismail Sar. I think he's, he's scored, actually doing very well on the right wing. Uh, he's very pacey, so I'd say maybe him.
0: All right, what about West Ham, lads?
2: Oh, hang on, what about you?
0: Me? I like Troy Deeney, but he seems like he's just loyal to the team, so... I don't know, the, the stuff he sort of does for... Like, I know he went to jail and stuff, and now he, uh, he like, speaks out and he wants to try and help people with their careers. I think he's a good ambassador to have in the league now, like, showing how you can change your life around. Then, um, yeah, DeCorey's is a good player as well. I like him as well. Or Kapoe. Kapoe gets in there with a few goals. Uh, West Ham. Ross, two players, please. Uh, oh, jeez, West Ham. Uh, at the moment, though, like, if you ask me... At the start
1: of the season, I might have told you Mark Noble just because I really like him. But I think uh, Felipe Anderson, uh, when he's on his day, he's very, very, very good. And then maybe Lanzini. I think if Lanzini can get fit, I think he's he, he's good at exciting baller. Yeah, Paul. Just trying. I I, I would have to say Anderson,
2: um, Felipe Anderson. I think he's class I, I like Jan Melenko. I haven't seen too much of him this year so I'd probably go with Haller he in a big money signing um, but he looks good I don't think he's played as much as he probably wants to but when he has he's scored goals and I think he could add to a team in, in the league if he was to stick around
0: John I like Jan Melenko. It was great left foot and also Ross mentioned Lanzini who just has had such a weird career since Poyet left he just hasn't been in the team really but he has so much talent. He was linked with Liverpool and Arsenal. But uh, I don't know, there's something about Yarmolenko. Like, I think he's a good player. He's just been injured, whereas Anderson's played a lot and done not a lot. So And then, do you know what, Noble seems, if he, if they get relegated, he'll he'll go down with them. But uh, I'm interested to see, the Declan Royce thing, I'm just interested to see how far he can really push his career. So I'll go for Declan Royce and Yarmolenko. Oh. Uh, Bournemouth, lads. I can't believe you picked that. Uh, well, I'll go first,
1: because I want to. Uh, Nathan Aki, definitely, anyway. Cause like, he's a top of the top-of-the-range defender. When there's talk of Chelsea wanting them back and there's talk of him going to Man City, I think he'll definitely be one look for, out for Like Even if you know it were in for him, I, I wouldn't be against it. And then the other one, I think, is is Callum Wilson. I think Callum Wilson uh, could be great. Like I think if he went to Everton, he could compete there against Calvert-Lewin. I think if he went to Crystal Palace, uh, he could be good up front for them. Uh, even he could, Even if he went to... You know, one of the other teams that's floating around relegation. Hampton. Go, Imagine go him and Ings up front together. Yeah, that could work as well. They're my two picks.
2: I would probably go Brooks, you know, the young Welsh lad. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. And Ake as well. Uh, you've already said about Ake. I don't really need to touch on him too much. So that would be the two.
0: I'd go Wilson. And then Brooks is actually a very good show. Who do you play for Man City?
2: He did or... or he did, or yeah. They
0: got him from Man City. Oh, are you Not picking sure. Harry Wilson? No, I'm going for Callum Wilson. Oh, Callum. Oh, yeah, yeah Grant. Right. Harry,
2: Harry's on loan from Liverpool. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying, yeah.
0: Yeah, then uh Aston Villa, lads.
2: Um
0: oh, Ross, he, you can go ahead first. <laughs> Grant, well,
1: I want to see Huron say in the Premier League, so uh, I pick him and for the same reason I didn't pick Jack Grealish or, or, or sorry, sorry pick Declan Royce I'm not going to pick Jack Grealish either and I'd like to see John McGinn stay in the Premier League good show
2: um, I I mean I, I like how we're in and everything like that And you know I hope he he, he does stick around but he wouldn't be the pick I'd have um, out of the Villa team I'd like to see Tyrone Mings stay in the Premier League um, nice yeah and I don't want to see Grealish stick around, but uh, I know he will. But Mike McGinn would be my other shout. So Mings and McGinn.
0: I'd actually go offer Mings and Jack Grealish, just to see. I'm just so interested to see who he's going to go to and what way the team are going to work things around him. And then the mighty North City, who we, who we, I think we can all agree is not getting out of this relegation battle. Um, Paul, we you can go first because Ross has gone first the whole time.
2: I don't mind. Keep it,
0: it yeah. consistent, Ross. You go ahead. I don't
2: mind. All
1: right, Graham. Well, for me, oh, it's I don't mind. Oh, I don't uh, mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking. The, I'm picking the only two players I think. Well, not maybe that's a bit harsh, but the two main players I think are um, Premier League quality for Norwich. Uh, I pick Todd Cantwell, Bondia. Uh, I think Max Aaron's and Crewe are good, but they're the, I think they're the two standouts. I think Pookie had a bit of a run, but he's not with it.
2: Uh, Paul? Me, oh, uh, sorry. Um, I would go Cantwell and Aaron's. I, I like. I'm not mad on Pookie myself. Um, Wendy is a good player as well, but yeah, I think um Aaron's and and Cantwell. You, you look at Cantwell, dealer net, against Norwich, or against United, sorry for Norwich. Um, good player took his goal well. Keeper probably should have done better, but he still took the goal well, and has been performing quite well this season. I think he. I think they look to cash in on him and Aaron's and and bolster the squad for next season. and come up with obviously the the parachute payments that they'll have. So I think I think they be, might be a shoe in as well to come back up.
0: I'll go with Pookie, lads. I don't think Norris really create enough goals from. And then um, I'll go for Aaron's as well, just because he's good. He's a good defender, and I think he's going to go to Spurs. I think that makes sense. I'd but love then,
2: Matt uh, Everton to, uh, uh, not Everton.
0: Would he take not take Coleman's position then, now?
2: Yeah, but it gives Coleman up to fight for. I think Colman, when he's being pushed, is at his best.
0: That is very true. Um, okay, lads. We're going to get into this, week, this week's fixtures, right? For people that don't know, last week, I won. I won but this week, Paul and Ross both drew. So, um, lads, I don't, I don't know. Where do you come? Where do you come this week? Me, I got one. The two of you's got two, right? Oh, so you came last. But right, these were correct. The actual correct score is not actually guessing who would win, because uh, that'd be a lot easier. But um, lads, what are you going to do? Are you just going to just share the crown, or what? Like,
2: I don't mind sharing. It. Yeah, I was, I don't mind.
0: Well, we see this wait. week who, who gets it, who gets it, right? But um, we're going to We did predict today's results, which is Monday. Chris Chrisopallo's versus Burnley. Uh, I'm guessing one nil. Ross's guess two one, and Paul guess two 0 So do you want to stick with that, lads? yeah last week we did the set we stuck and we went yeah okay so then at the Tuesday night Brighton are taking on Man United Paul you
2: go first I say 1-1 one, one Man United to score first 1-1 one, one. Uh, Ross
1: I'm going to say 2-1 to Man
0: United I'm going to go 2-0 Man United okay then uh, Wednesday we got a, we got one two four fixtures uh, we're going to start with Arsenal versus Norwich Paul
2: Arsenal two nil. Arsenal
1: two nil. Ross. No, I was going to say one all. I was actually impressed with Norwich against you know it.
2: Would they not be tired?
1: Ah, they could be, but you know what? Well, don't be. They involved. have to fight no.
0: for everything. They have to fight for everything they have. So what was the score, Ross? One all. One all. I'm going to go Arsenal two nil.
2: I think if they lose that game, are down? Yeah, they should be. Yeah, it's not
0: anyway. Uh, Bournemouth are taking on Newcastle. I may as well give a. 0 yeah. one
1: to Newcastle uh, Ross I'm going to say 1-0 Bournemouth like
0: if there was ever a game Bournemouth had to
1: get up for us try and win it has to be this one
2: <laughs> <Is> <laughs> it home there, or it?
1: yeah Bournemouth they're home to Newcastle Paul you're yeah, Newcastle are safe and Bournemouth need to win
2: yeah no I'm just thinking the travel down for for Newcastle but uh, it might not work to, their av- it'll work to Bournemouth's advantage I'm going to go for a Newcastle 2-0 in though yeah
0: okay then uh, everything taken on Leicester Paul you can go first in this one 2 1 to Everton.
2: A late a LA winner for Everton.
0: Ross? I'm going to
1: say 1 0
0: Dominic Calvert Lewin. And then uh, I'll go 1 1. Uh, West Ham versus He's Chelsea. reckon Paul's buzz there, Baz. Reckon Paul's buzz. Sorry, Paul. Uh, he, he did West it this
2: week as well, I think.
0: West Ham versus Chelsea, Ross. 2 uh, 0, and
1: Pulisic will be on the score sheet again for Chelsea. Okay, Paul?
2: I'd say 2 1 to Chelsea.
0: I'll go two now as well to Chelsea. Uh then Thursday, Sheffield United taking on Spurs. I'll go one one. Uh Pop.
2: Well, I think this one with with Sheffield United um coming off the, the back of losing to Arsenal. I think they'll be they showed signs of the old Sheffield United before the coronavirus. I think they might be back now. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for a draw, which I think would if you're starting to start the season. Would be kind of an overachieving result for Sheffield United. You know, so I'm gonna go one all draw. Uh, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna voice not to watch this game because I think it's gonna be nil all draw. <laughs> okay,
0: then uh, Man City are playing Liverpool. Ross, what do you think now Jesus, uh, guard of honor. Guard of honor will take place,
1: which would be weird. Um, I'm gonna say City beat them two one.
0: Paul I'm gonna say the same two one. I'm gonna go one off. Is um, it uh,
1: just because of how weird it was Liverpool win the league and the fact that they won it like in a in a hotel or Andy Robertson's gaff, which could be a hotel, uh and <laughs> the fact that like they won it on Someone else losing and like the manner that they've won the league, I feel like
0: they're gonna lift the trophy after losing again. That would be nice. <laughs> okay, uh, Ross, you, you love an old classic Norwich versus Brighton. What are you guessing here on Saturday? Norwich 2 1. Okay, uh, uh, that's brave. I'll go, I'll go 1 0. Oh. These,
1: oh. what's called, uh, the bookies in Norwich would love me, they'll be giving them all their money.
2: i I gotta say, two, 2 1 to uh, Brighton, and I can see. Aaron Connolly getting on the score sheet. I hope he does. Yeah, that's actually
0: a good show. Uh, Leicester versus Palace. I'll go t- two one. Ross, I'm going to say I'm going to say one nil Leicester. I feel like
1: Leicester have to win that game if to if have any chance of the top four.
2: Paul, yeah, two two nil to Leicester. Two 0
0: to Leicester. Then you know they're playing Bournemouth. Paul, you go again.
2: You know it's three nil. Yeah, I like that three nil. Okay, I'll,
0: I'll go. 2 Uh Wolves versus Arsenal. Oh, geez, that's a game. I'll go with Wolves. Oh. 2-1. Ross? I'm going to say 2 all. 2-2. Paul? I'm going to
2: say Wolves. 2-1. Adam Atriori comes on and whips one in to Jimenez. 2-1. Oh, Jesus.
0: That, Wolves against... That's going to be... I, I'm actually really, really it's not cool bringing us though. up next Monday, does it? No. Then Chelsea are playing Watford.
2: Chelsea win. Oh, 2-0.
0: Chelsea 3-0. Chelsea has gone... Ross has gone 3-0. Paul has gone 2-0. Yeah. I'll go 2-0 as well. Uh, then Super Sunday, Burnley versus Sheffield United. Uh, Paul?
2: Sheffield United win 2-1. 2-1, Ross? Sheffield United win 2-0.
0: Yeah, I'll go with the 2-0 as well to Sheffield United. Then Newcastle playing West Ham. I'll go 1-0 to Newcastle. Ross? I'm going to say one all, 1-0, Paul?
2: 2-1 to West Ham I feel like they have to win that game
0: <laughs> yeah okay uh, Liverpool and Villa Paul uh, Liverpool
2: Villa. Villa oh. Um. I'm going to uh, say I'm going to say 2-1 to Liverpool but I'd love for it to finish 2-1 to Villa
1: you know what I'm going to say I'm going to say 2-0 to Villa because I think this going to be a rematch of the kids versus uh, Aston Villa
0: when Aston Villa gave them in the cup
2: 5-0 yeah
0: that's actually not a bad show, Ross. But um, I still think Liverpool are going to win it one nil. Uh, okay, Southampton versus Man City. I'll go one two. Danny Ings to score, Ross. Yeah, I think two one uh, City. Two one City and Pop.
2: I'll say two one City as well.
0: Two one City. Okay, then next Monday, just in case something happens or we won't, we don't get to show it next Monday, uh, Spurs are playing Everton. Paul, you may as well start it. Uh,
2: um. I, I may well change my mind uh, next Monday on the on the prediction. Consider uh, see how this week's result go. But at the moment, I, I say one all. <laughs> it's so
0: funny. it's like guessing the game a week away with like ordering fixtures in between. Ross, <laughs> who's at home? Uh, Spurs at home to Everton next Monday. You
1: know what? Oh, I've been so negative about Spurs. So, uh, recently and Paul's sitting there looking at me through tr- tr- through the lens of the camera with, it, with his eyes uh, so I'm going to say Spurs win 2-1 from Charleston <laughs> and calvert both on the score sheet and Michael Keane scoring on goal I want Everton to get all three goals
0: <laughs> so what are you saying?
2: Right in
0: the 2-1 2-1 to Everton yeah you said Spurs win 2-1 you man yeah you
2: did say Spurs 2-1. yeah you're like,
0: <laughs> Spurs win 2-1 and then 2 yeah. yeah uh, okay I'll go I'll go one I'll just to call it like that Right, lads, we're after going, going over Liverpool, what they need to do to improve, what they've done, and then what we sort of expect, which is actually quite interesting to go over because they are the champions. Then we're after going over the top, top four, top six, whatever whatever you want to call it, because uh, it is going to heat up. And thank God that has happened where else it would just... Imagine it was just all sort of set. Like, we wouldn't have to crack mm-hmm. into these show's. Uh, then uh, we're looking at the relegation of what players we want or would like to see stay up with some certain teams. And this week's prediction because the YouTube boys are the current kings. You know, I mean, I have to pass on the throne. But uh, lads, thanks a million. I like, I really enjoyed this one. Obviously, during the show, we cut out my internet went because that's what happens here. You know, someone robbed the dodgy box. But <laughs> but, uh, but tell tell us uh, where can we find you because uh, you're doing great things. You just recently had Stephen Ireland on the show. That was great. And uh, myself and Ross are very proud of you. You're doing a great job.
2: Well, thanks very much. Same as yourselves. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Irish Fan TV, and then on Instagram and Facebook, it's uh, at Irish Football Fan TV. Yeah, Paul. I think if you go
1: to any search bar and put in Irish Football Fan TV, like you're just there, and that's it. Like, and if you can't find it,
0: you probably don't want those. E just follow me if you can't find that.
2: that yeah, right? pretty yeah. much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, I'll link Paul's interview we did with Paul before at the end of this video as well, because uh, we we are coming here for the rest of the season, and then. Uh, see what happens and then we just keep going because
2: uh, this is the Monday times all yeah it's just uh, yeah. This is a
0: great crack this is a great <clears> crack <throat> I enjoy talking about football and uh, you do too suppose. Ross <laughs> where <laughs> can we find you on Pornhub yeah yeah if, if, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you search if you search Irish dad bod there I am <laughs> <laughs> I love it okay here, make sure to like subscribe check out Paul's work and as always stay energised stay energised